0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom to three and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian nutritionist and mom to one, and this is Meaningful Living, a community to make parenting and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. Every week, we talk to experts, parents, and answer your
1: questions to share the practical tips and real side of parenting we all need. Because when you remove the doubt, fear, and stress from everyday decisions, you create more time for the meaningful moments. It takes a village. We're so excited to share ours with you. So I have some news to share. And here I'm crying. You guys probably think this is some like very tragic news. <laughs> it's really just tragic for me <laughs> and our, our family. But Katie is moving on. Katie's here on the podcast, by the way, with us today. And Katie is... Moving on to a new chapter of her life, and she's moving to South Carolina, and as happy as I am for her and excited for her to start this new chapter of her life, I am so devastated, and I'm someone that very much appreciates and embraces change, but this is a change that I am not embracing, <laughs> and and you guys that follow us know how much Katie means to us and how much she has completely shaped our family and honestly, been with us in some of the most formative years of our life and obviously our kids' lives. And so this is hard. But you know, I know you're gonna be an amazing foster mom. I know you wanna be a foster mom and do all this these awesome things and do consulting. And I'm just selfishly very sad. <laughs> but I think this is a, a good opportunity for us to just talk about finding nannies and childcare because this is kind of just full transparency, something that we've been going through the past few weeks is trying someone to, no one will ever fill your shoes, Katie, but really trying to find someone that will be an extension of our family and fit with our kids. And, you know, I always want to be honest with this part of my life and as transparent as possible because I've never wanted it to be a secret that we have a nanny, as you guys all know. I'm I'm very open about that, but I know that there's a lot of people that, that do try and pretend like they can do it all, which I totally understand that too. But it just really makes life look so unattainable and unrealistic. So that's why we're here talking about this today. And I almost was kind of hesitant to talk about this because I feel so grateful and fortunate that we have been able to have a nanny and not only a nanny, but Katie for her nanny. And I know that other people are not in that position. And but I also know that a lot of people need childcare, and so this is a big topic that I want to talk about. I think even a lot of friends of mine are, are in the same boat. Like, how do I find a nanny? I get DMs every day. Where do we find good childcare? How do I find a good nanny? And I get texts from friends and friends of friends every week, and I'm like, I don't know. So, anyways, I say all this to say and and get emotional on here because I think this is a great opportunity to talk about finding and navigating child care and finding the right person for your family. And not only that, but navigating goodbyes and how to handle these really tough transitions. First of all, I just
2: want to be clear that I am not going to nanny for anyone else. <laughs> I mean, in the nicest way, like this family, the Hubbards have ruined me for all other families. Like there is no family that I can imagine like competing with them. There's no way I could leave them and go work for someone else and feel like an ounce of what I feel when I'm with them. And this is like, it's the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. And I told Haley this, like, it, I love them and I love their children like they are my own. I would do anything for any of them. <laughs> Gosh, I remember you me right. <laughs> so this was not like a decision. I took lightly and I know how lucky I was to have have had these four years with them. And I know through being a nanny for, I mean, 13 years, 14 years, I know how rare like these connections are and how important they are when you find them to hold on to them. And if I wasn't, you know, at a a phase in my life where I am ready to take on kids of my own in one way or or another, I would... Literally stay with them until I was 95. But will you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you get a bigger house that we can all live in together, that's what Liv's plan (laughs) is. I mean, you just say the word. (laughs) She said all our kids, my kids and their kids are all going to live in one house together. We're going to live on a compound. Well, (laughs) thank you for saying
1: that, Katie. I mean... I know the reasons that you are moving on, but it's always great to hear that reassurance and, and obviously it goes both ways. And so I can't even read my notes of the questions <laughs> that I'm gonna ask you because I'm so teary. But I know I want you to live your own life and I'm very happy for you. But you know, with that, I do wanna just touch on having an Annie and it is such a, a luxury and I'm so grateful. And it's so interesting, too, because there's times as a mom where I'm like, you know, I struggle with the emotions of it. Like, it's just hard because I want to be able to do it all for my kids and for my husband. But there's just no possible way that I could do it without help. There's just not. And with Tyler's touring or even just, I mean, any career, really. And now that we have our podcast and we're building our our own careers, it's impossible. So, I, I am always torn and I have to remind myself that like, I always have to remind myself this actually like, God comes first, then our marriage, then our kids. And in order to be able to do that, we have to have help. And so, you know, if our kids are seeing a good marriage, I've talked about this before on the podcast, you guys are probably sick of me hearing it, but if our kids are seeing a good marriage and that's being modeled to them and if we're looking to God like everything I feel like things are aligned things are good but in order to do that like we we just have to have help so the next question is like how do we find a great caregiver for our kids and like what are good questions to ask for people first of all where do you even begin searching and and then what questions do you ask
2: yeah so (sighs) Nanny-wise, I mean, I am a huge proponent of using a nanny agency to help find someone. They have candidates that are, like, vetted. They've done background checks. They've checked their their references. That's how they found me. I think to find those, like, really professional nannies, if that's what you're looking for, that's usually your best bet. Other than that, like, word of mouth, if you have friends that you trust their opinion and their... The way that they care for their children, they usually have great recommendations of people or, you know, people that help them. If you're trying to find daycares or child care centers, asking your friends, asking the people that you see raising their kids in the way you want your kids to be raised. Really just reaching out to anyone that you feel like is doing it the way you would want to do it. What was the second part of that question? And then,
1: and what questions? Oh, the questions. Do you ask nannies? I mean... There's been times where I'll be on a Zoom interview or even in an interview. Actually, even when you came into our house that first time to quote interview, I mean, we were like, well, what do we ask? <laughs> like, how do we how do we start this conversation? Now I feel like a pro. Yeah. But, yeah. Where do you even begin? What questions have you been asked that
2: you think have really been helpful? I will say big questions to ask are, you know, what are you looking for? In a family, and if you're the nanny, what are you looking for in a nanny? What is your dream day with your nanny look like? What is your dream day with this family look like? That will give you a lot of information, way more information than that question, than you would think that question would give you. That can tell you if you have a nanny who wants Parents that are more hands-off, if they're talking about their dream day and you're not involved in any of it, you're going to know that's not going to work for your family specifically because you guys are very in and out. Through those conversations, it's really easy to just kind of gauge each other's personalities and what they're looking for in a job. Just today when I was talking to a girl that we were interviewing and I asked her, you know, what are you looking for in your perfect family? And her answers were so in line with What you guys are and how you guys are as people. She said, I really want a family that's involved with their kids. I want a family that is, you know, encouraging their kids to grow up to be respectful and polite and good humans and kind. And, you know, I want people who are on the same page as me and that we work together and there's open communication. All of those things that, if those are those words for you that are those kind of trigger words you're looking for, you can find all of that out in one question. So I really think. That is like the biggest question you could ask. Always asking as a nanny, asking about parenting styles. You know, what is your parenting style? How do you want to navigate? If all of us are in a room together, like how do you want to navigate your children and how do you want the dynamic to be? Asking about discipline. I mean, that's a huge one. You don't want someone coming into your home that's going to completely upend everything that you've done or handle things so differently, especially... I mean, you want these transitions to be as seamless as possible, like you leaving the house and knowing that your kids are in the same, as close to the same care that they have with you as possible when you leave so that when you come back, that they are still in the same, (laughs) have the same energy and are on the same page that they were when you left. Those are the big ones that I think really matter asking, especially if you're going for like a daycare asking like how you handle parental involvement like how do you handle me wanting you to feed my baby every so often when that might not be what you guys typically do here but like how do you handle me wanting to not even micromanage but essentially like are you okay with me still telling you how I want my kid to be raised or be taken care of When I understand you have 10 other kids and I understand that you you guys are all on a certain schedule, but just someone finding people who are still gonna be so respectful that you're the parent and that you have a say in your kid's
0: life when you're not there. I take my hair health seriously, especially with pregnancy, postpartum, just everything I've been through. And the one thing I've learned is the way to healthy hair actually starts with your scalp and committing to consistency. Well, you guys, Way has done it again. I love all of Way's products, but their new scalp serum and thick and full supplements are next level. They're a complete solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, healthier hair. If you haven't tried it, use the discount code. Get your hands on some. it is so good. I've definitely learned that I took my thick hair for granted pre-pregnancy and I have been on the hunt for something that actually helps. something that would thicken up this hair of mine because what I was doing before just wasn't cutting it and I've tried it all. Watching my hair shed and thin was really hard. I'm not gonna lie. And I cannot tell you the difference I've seen in my scalp and hair since starting Waze Scalp Serum and their Thick and Full Supplements. My scalp and hair feel better. They look better. They feel healthier. It definitely takes some consistency and dedication. I'm not going to lie, but it is so worth it. I'm three months in and my hair is night and day from where I started. It's a daily regimen of supplements and serum. So the supplements are vegan, one-a-day supplements that have zero flavor, which is key, and they support thicker, fuller, healthier hair and reduce the appearance of shedding. And the Way Scalp Serum is a daily serum that can be used day or night on wet hair or dry hair, and it doesn't leave any sort of residue in my hair It's really cool because it has skincare-inspired ingredients, so things like hyaluronic acid and adaptogens, which means it keeps your hair feeling stronger, looking fuller, and your scalp hydrated, which has been a big thing for me. It's safe for color-treated and chemically-treated hair and only vegan, gluten-free, cruelty-free ingredients. Grow all the way with Waze Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code LIVING to get 15% 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at dot com. code living. It's so good, you guys. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Alisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists renaissance men and women what their last meal on earth would be and why so don't forget to tune in on fridays you can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts so why not
1: that alignment is so key i think we've we've interviewed people that i'm like oh this is probably not going to be the right fit like definitely not aligned on these things and I do feel like when it clicks, it really does click, but I've recently gone into some interviews, obviously asking the questions, but then telling them like what three things are important to us as a family, which is like, you know, manners, teaching, empathy, kindness, all of that, but then also language around food. I explained that I grew up with eating disorders and it is very important to us to have this specific language around food because I want our kids having a healthy relationship with food. And, and it's so interesting, actually, Jess, when we met you, I was like, wow, you are so aligned with Katie because that's how like Katie was implementing food in our house as well. And it was so cool to, to see that alignment. And I was like, oh yes, you know, treating foods neutrally and all of that. But then lastly, having each other's backs, I think when you're gonna add someone to your team, or if you're gonna send your kid to to daycare, I just want that communication to be so open and I want someone to have my back and I want them to know that I have their back and that our kids know that we're all on the same page. And that is like one of the main three things that's so huge for us because I, I didn't quite see that modeled growing up. And when I got married to Tyler, I was like, or before I got married, I said, this is one of the most important things for me. Like, I need you to have my back and I will always have your back. And when we have kids, I need you to have my back and I will always have your back. And so we say that to caregivers too. Like we want to be on the same page because I want there to be no question in our kids' brain of like what the boundaries are and, and what our answers are. So even just things like that, I think have helped us narrow down candidates pretty drastically. And also you said the thing about discipline and it did make me laugh because I interviewed someone the other day and asked like, you know, what's your discipline style what's worked for you with the kids that you nanny for and she said you know I really don't have to discipline the kids just really respect me and I was like oh okay (laughs) because this morning I had to discipline three times while our kids were just eating (laughs) breakfast like before we even got past nine (laughs) o'clock so anyways just even that was just a sign to me like okay is probably not the right fit for our family. And it, there's also then the personality fit too because they're going to be with your kids and your kids are also going to be learning and growing from these people too, which again, yeah. thank God, Katie, you've been in our life because we really love you
2: and your character. <laughs> and I love that our kids have been around you. I will say as a nanny, like the best, 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 best thing you can have in a family is a family that, has your back. When, you know, when the kids come and ask me for something, I know if they go ask Tyler or Haley, they are going to say, what did Katie say? What was her answer? Okay. Well then I have the same answer. And it could be something that like, if they had asked them first, they might've had a different answer, but it's just the fact that if I've already said no, then they're also going to say no. And I mean, the kids know that they're so aware of it. Live rarely, rarely ever tries to ask one of us the same thing anymore. And Luca is in that phase where if he asks me for something and I say, no, he goes up to Haley, like mom, please (laughs) like his little, like, come on, I'm your little boy. And, and she'll, (laughs) we'll do that. I'm like, Hey, what did I say? And she's like, what did Katie say? Okay. That's the answer. And that as a nanny is like the most respectful thing that you could do to me is that you're trusting that I'm making the right decision for your kid and you're showing your kids that you respect me and that they need to respect me and my answer and vice versa.
0: Haley, I'm just sitting here and I'm just, one, I'm so proud of you for having this conversation. I think our vision when starting this platform was having kind of these uncomfortable conversations or conversations that are a little more taboo of talking about nannyhood and having nannies. And for you, they're there must be this emotional toll because you are the most present mother. I mean, you were born to be a mom, but you also have a relationship where you're on tour. And if you didn't have someone helping you, I mean, a kid would get lost. I, I, don't even, I couldn't keep track of one kid with the kind of lifestyle you have, let alone three. So I'm just proud of you for being open and honest and vulnerable about this because I think it's a subject matter that's just not talked about enough. And I think people think when you have a nanny that, means that you're not a present mom, maybe, or that you don't want to be, or any of those. And that's not the case whatsoever. And I I really like this conversation because I feel like it's just so honest.
1: Oh, well thank you. You guys are making me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's true. I, I mean it is. It's it is a hard thing to talk about because there's this part of motherhood and me in particular where I'm like oh my gosh, am I doing enough? Am I enough? And am I a good enough mom? And it's like, no matter how present you are, I think those feelings just creep in no matter what. And so it is kind of, I do, like I said, I struggle with with that, but I'm like, no, I have to remind myself, there is no way we could function as a family at the speed or capacity that we do without Katie or without a nanny or any help. Yeah, for that, I'm grateful. But thank you, thank you for saying that.
0: And I also just want to break down the stigma for anyone listening that has a kid in daycare or struggling with sending their kid to daycare or struggling with any of that, needing childcare or not having childcare. I think that there is something to be said that all of our lives look different and what fits in one family doesn't fit for the other and that having different you know, whether you have family helping out or sending your kids to daycare or having someone in your home with you, there's so many benefits to having your kids be exposed to other types of things and other types of people, even if they don't do it exactly as you do it. And I think there's a lot of parent guilt that comes with that. So I just want that to be said.
1: I'm so glad you said that because I think that's another guilt of mine is like, oh my gosh, you know, we have a nanny traveling with us and, and it's not our family or, you know, we have a nanny with us on most days and it's not our family, but I have to remind myself again, like the reality is our family is not in Nashville and our family is not in LA where we are. And I can't expect that of my family, but also like I need stability right now in our crazy life for our kids. And, and yeah, I wish we did have family that was around to, to help take care of our kids, but I've had to honestly mourn the fact that that is not our reality, and I have friends that are so lucky enough to have great family members take care of their kids, and I'm like, oh, I love that so much, but, but yeah, I I have to just face reality of this is our life. But again, we've been fortunate enough to to get to know people like Katie.
0: With back to school, the illnesses are just going around. No matter how much we wash those hands or how hard we try, it's unavoidable sometimes and they happen when you least expect it. An earache or pink eye can strike. And when they do, they disrupt so much. Just figuring out how to slap our kids to the doctor, missing a day of daycare or school or work or all of the above. It's a lot. The good news is you can get prepared to make it a bit easier. We swear by having a fully stocked first aid kit at all times from infancy on, it's one of those things that's just so helpful when illnesses strike. You can get all of our must-haves in an article on our website, but Similasan's Pink Eye Relief and Earache Relief are staples we keep on hand all the time. So with Similasan products in the medicine cabinet, you can be ready for anything. Similasan Pink Eye Relief is the number one best-selling pink eye drop, while Similasan Earache Relief has been voted number one ear pain relief brand by far. Pharmacist for eight years in a row. So when those inevitable childhood illnesses strike, reach for Similasan and breathe a sigh of relief. You can find Similasan products at any major retailer. So when your family needs relief from pink eye or an earache, choose Similasan. It's made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals. So you can feel good about feeling better. Similison is sold at a store near you in the eye care and ear care aisle the Similison team wants you to be prepared for the school year so they are offering a sweepstakes for a $500 Visa gift card and a Similison School Essentials prize pack go to similasanusacom win to enter that's S-I-M-I-L-A-S-A-N USA.com win and include meaningful living in your entry go enter now Katie, a question that I have is that I think that it's natural. No one's going to ever do something that you do exactly. Whether your kid is with a family member, daycare, or a nanny, there's no way that someone else is going to be a direct clone of you. And there is kind of a certain comfort level we have to have when people don't do things the same way. But then there's obviously a point in time where we want to intervene and say something. I'm always curious. Everyone's different. But if you're doing something that Haley may, someone, whoever you're with, doesn't agree with, how would you want them to bring that conversation up with you? Because I do think that one of the keys to having, you know, child care is to be able to have these open conversations with people that sometimes are really uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, I think that that's a really hard conversation to have, especially with child care providers because a lot of the time, <laughs> many of them, I've been guilty of this in my life too, Feel like, I've been doing this for a long time. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're talking about, et cetera. But that is like the worst mentality you could have when you're helping raise someone else's children. And it's just one of those times that I myself have to step back into like, I'm not the parent. I am not this kid's parent. And when I'm not here one day, this is gonna be the way that they're being raised like this is going to be the rule for them and if i'm not also following that rule i'm just making it harder on the kid i'm not helping the child at all i think honestly just being open and communicating i've i always encourage everyone to set up check-ins when they get new childcare, like do a 30-day check-in and after 30 days you go over like on your end and on my end what's going right what would we like to change what do we want to see shift 60 days 90 days, and then every six months from then on, just making sure everyone's on the same page. And when you do it in that in that manner where it's not like someone's attacking you, if you ask ahead of time, like, hey, I'd love to sit down and talk about this and give both parties time to mentally prepare for what's going to happen, that's when you're going to get the best result. Anytime someone's come up to me about, you know, I don't like the way you're doing this and I've been caught off guard, it has not worked. <laughs> like I cry, <laughs> and they get upset. It's just, I mean, it's such a, because it is just such a difficult topic because you feel like as a nanny, you feel like you're doing something wrong or you're not doing things the way that they would like them to be done. And that feels like a personal attack on you and your nanny style. So knowing ahead of time and then as nanny being willing to accept accept constructive criticism and use it towards the benefit of the kid, like putting the kid ahead of your pride, like doing things that are going to make your life easier is more important than me feeling like I know everything and I have to do it this way.
0: I'm so glad you said that. It There was, just made me think of this, and I'm sorry if I get emotional, but there obviously was a point in time, it still is, when my family really does have to raise Bryce. But there was a point in time when my sister fully had to be... I wasn't around. I mean, I really was in a hospital. I it wasn't there. And she wasn't ready, obviously, for that. She she wasn't a mom yet. She was like, Jess, I was scared to, when Bryce was born, taking him in a car ride alone without you. And now I'm doing a lot of things if Josh isn't there. But something she always did is she would check in with me at the end of the day and she'd say... Either this is something that I was unsure about, or can you tell me something I did today that you would have done differently? And those moments, I think, allowed her to understand what I wanted, but helped her be more confident in helping my kid because everyone in childcare wants to help. My family wants to help, daycares yeah. want to help. Like we go into it for that type of reason. That's so awesome. Yeah, how awesome. Gosh, your sister, what an angel. She's fully an angel. I still don't understand how she did it. And I'm so grateful. But I do think like Haley, what you said is there's sometimes we have family around, sometimes we don't, but like there's going to be times when other people are around our kids and we have to learn what those conversations feel like and what that comfort level is and and how to navigate them. So I love this conversation.
1: I think my next question is going into those difficult conversations with our kids. Like obviously this is this is hard enough reality for me to face. I'm still having a hard time facing it that Katie's leaving, but then how do we communicate that with our kids? And so Katie, I just wanted to ask you for everyone who's listening just to how do you communicate that to kids and and how are you going to communicate that to, well, how have you communicated that I should say to our kids?
2: So, I mean, just being as open about it as possible, I think, is the key children understand so much more than we give them credit for and before i talked to Liv about it i was i mean honestly like i was so nervous about it and i was so worried about what she was going to say or how she was going to feel or i didn't want her to think like she had done something wrong or that i was abandoning her or whatever Oh God. (laughs) I was so nervous to talk to her about it. And when I finally did, I mean, when I tell you, she's the most emotion emotionally aware four-year-old I've ever met in my life. Like she sat she's we've talked about it a little bit on and off about how one day, you know, I'm gonna be ready to go get married and have a family of my own and I won't be able to be her nanny anymore like I am now. And she's always jokes how she's how it's not okay and I'm going to just raise my babies with her and she'll watch them and it's fine. (laughs) So when we had that conversation where I really was honest with her about, Hey Liv, you know how we've talked about this before. And at first she was like, no, that's not going to happen. I said, well, like I really am going to move. I'm going to move in a couple months and whatever. And at first she was just a a typical four-year-old. I don't want you to, but I don't want you to, but I want you to stay. And then she just sat there and like, And got quiet for a little bit and she was like well who's gonna watch me and i said well you know we'll try to find another nanny he's really nice and really fun and you guys can go have adventures together like we've had and she's sitting there quiet because she like loves the idea of making a new friend you know she's all about that she's such a social kid and she's sitting there quiet and she's and she goes you know what katie that's right like you and my boyfriend robbie she's like you and robbie can go have some adventures together because this summer we went to italy and we got to go on that adventure together and he didn't get to go on that adventure with you and he probably was sad that he wasn't on that adventure and now it's time for you guys to have some adventures and i'll have some adventures and then if you feel like you need to take a break from him you can just come and see me <laughs> and they literally <laughs> broke me and she said just so you know i'll still pray for you every night <sighs> And like, oh my gosh, like it was a conversation I was so nervous to have. And then I felt like she was like the one reassuring me in this conversation. I'm like, you know what? You're right. You're right. (laughs) But she's just, I mean, kids are so, so much more than we give them credit for sometimes. And I know obviously it's going to be hard for both of us, but like being open uh, with her about it and being honest and being I had a long conversation with my dad about it because obviously this has like been such a hard decision to make. and I was talking about how, you know, like I always am gonna be a part of their life and I'm always gonna see them and I'm always, you know, gonna spend time with them and come back and whatever. And he said, the best thing that you can do as someone like my dad had a very uninvolved dad. and he said, the best thing that you can do is if you tell them you're gonna come and see them, do it. like, if you're going to promise them that you're going to visit or you're going to call, make sure that you do it. Because for a four-year-old, like, that is everything. Like, that hope that they're going to get to see you and you're going to come back and whatever makes such a big difference when you actually do it. He's like, if you see them once every couple months, like, that is going to be enough that, like, they are going to feel, they're going to know that you're in your in their life forever and that you are sticking to your promise, you know, to be in
0: their life I don't want to say anything else because I'm a puddle. I feel like that was perfect, Katie.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Anytime I think about you leaving, it's just like a waterworks. There was, there was like a month where I just pretended like it wasn't happening. I was like, she's not really going to leave. <laughs> she's not going to do it. <laughs> and and then I was like, I mean, I know she's going to, but like that was my narrative I was telling myself. And, and then two months crept up and I was like, she's gonna leave like how do I get her to stay and then I'm like that's not right I don't want to make her stay (laughs) I want her to be happy and now it's like this whole grief process right of like acceptance and and facing reality which it's been so interesting but you're right with the kids like they do understand it so much more and Liv has been so mature about it and obviously she's so sad like the other night she did She did cry. She said, I'm so sad Katie's leaving and I don't want her to leave. And I was like, I know. and I don't want her to leave either. And she's like, "But, but we'll still see her all the time. And I was like, yeah, we will get to see her all the time. And, you know, she was the one that was really like being the strong person. And I was just trying to like not show a little emotion, but not as much.
2: Yeah. Kids are resilient. So resilient. She wrote me a letter yesterday when I got there, a picture that said, she was waiting to show me and it said, Happy wedding day, Katie. <laughs> and I said, Well, you're jumping the gun a little bit. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> engaged. <laughs> but thank you. Because that's her her narrative. <laughs> She's come up with is I'm going to get married and have babies and I'm gonna go have a good wedding and good babies, is
0: what she always tells me.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wedding is her favorite
1: topic.
0: <laughs> Haley, that's funny that Liv's favorite topic is weddings right now, because that's Bryce's too. He's fascinated by weddings. And like, he'll ask like, is Haley, are Haley and Tyler married? When did they get married? Is Liv married? And he tells me he's going to get married on Halloween. I don't know where that's come from, but he says he's going to marry himself on Halloween.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, Katie, thank you for being willing to sit down and be vulnerable with me. And we are obviously just so incredibly grateful for the impact you've had on all of us and not only us but in turn like all of our followers and our listeners and for that we are eternally grateful (laughs) well I'll definitely be back
2: if you'll have me (laughs) but also I can't make eye contact with you right now because you're gonna make me cry (laughs) I'm staring you down I'm so thankful for you guys
1: We hope you found something meaningful from this episode. It'd mean the world to us if you'd take a second to rate, review, and follow the show and tell your friends about it. It's the best way to support the show.
0: And if you have any questions you want us to cover on the show, call our voicemail line at 833-444-FULL. We want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Meaningful Living and visit our website, MeaningfulLiving.com for resources, courses, and to shop our favorites.
1: Can't wait to see you next week.